0: Howdy there, and welcome back, everybody, and happy Skews Day to you. It is uh, September twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. I'm Trey Crowder, and that pains me to say is not Smart Mark. No, no, Mark tonight he had something come up related to a thing I believe he referred to as work. So not sure where he gets off with all that, but not to worry, he will return. Smart Mark's glorious return is on the horizon. But for tonight. It's just me and y'all and the intrepid producer, Matt, on the ones and twos. I will do my best to get through this thing. And also, Mark will be with us in spirit as he very graciously outlined the run of the show, as he always does. So I believe that you will feel the endearingly cynical thumbprint of Smart Mark on this show, despite his absence. Um, Yeah, with that said, this is Weekly Skews. Let's do it, Mark. Wanted me to say he really appreciates uh, anyone who donated to Relay for Life on his behalf, as he was talking about last week. The event that he and his wife helped to run here in the Valley raised almost $100,000 for uh, cancer research and paying for people's rides to chemo and things like that, which is super cool. And Mark very much appreciates it. And I echo those sentiments because, as we all agree, fuck cancer on a... uh, Hopefully more uplifting note uh, than that. Well, I guess that was kind of uplifting, but I also would like to say, as I always do, if you are vaccinated and want to see me live, you can go to wellreadcomedy.com for tickets. I'm in California this week, Irvine tomorrow and San Jose on Thursday and then a whole bunch of other places after that. Hope to see y'all out there. Okay. As for the show tonight, not going to lie to you, it's not the ideal subject matter for which to be missing smart mark, because it's some smart stuff. That's right. It's uh, the ins and outs of Congress, the debt ceiling, the reconciliation bill, the bipartisan bill, and any of the other things that they seem dead set on fucking completely up. I will come as no surprise to you. I believe that I am what you might call legislature dumb, but how many people really do understand this shit? We will do our best to break it down for you later on. Also, the scourge of anti vaccination rages on out there. What are they up to? All kinds of stuff. How stupid is it? Unspeakably so. We'll have some updates. One funny, one tragic, but hey, what else would you expect in 2021 in this country? Uh, but first, got a lot of great dumbasses to do, so let's get to doing them. Matt, play the graphic play. Tonight's dumbass pro-mask Christians for having the audacity to do the unspeakable and alter the appearance of of key biblical figures, I know. It is infuriating. It, let's say uh, Tucker Carlson explain it further. They're masked just like you are. In this religion of narcissism, the holiest figures look exactly like you do. That's the point. We'll reach back 2000 years and change the appearance of historical figures to look exactly like the people in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. That's what this religion is about. And speaking of- unbelievable. The audacity. Who would do that? Who would have the gall to alter the appearance of figures from the... Imagine if someone else had tried that. Imagine if someone took the famously light skinned blonde-haired, and blue-eyed, statuesque figure of Jesus Christ and, to fit a political narrative, turned him into an olive-skinned Jew, you know, a hippie, a, a socialist. Imagine the outrage if someone did that. They wouldn't stand for it. And now you've got these uh, these so called COVID believers coming out here and just trying to put masks on nativity figures. This stuff is not made up, guys. This stuff is all 100% real. And that's how those people looked, and they did not have masks on. And this is bullshit. Obviously, I'm doing a whole thing here. That is. Completely ridiculous. It's no more ridiculous than anything else they ever do on Fox News. But sometimes you have to sit back and appreciate the intense lack of self-awareness. Tucker Carlson acting outraged at the idea that people would make those religious figures look like themselves when we all know what's happened with, you know, white suburban Jesus over the years is truly something else, except really it's entirely par for the course Uh, It. It uh, knows no bounds, the gall of these people. Aphrodite Sis says, didn't God create humans in his image? Who's the real narcissist? Yeah, that's a good question. I like that. What is God up to anyway? Um, So that, you know, with that in mind, we're talking nativity sets. That's right. Just around the corner, Christmas, or as as I like to call it, Xmas. But will there even be a Christmas this year? Are we going to cancel it? That's right. It's everybody's favorite time of year. War on Christmas season. Although this year, the in- intricacies of it seem a little bit convoluted, at least according to Donald Trump. Let's hear him break it down in this clip. Oh, they are starting to say very strongly Merry Christmas. Remember when I first ran? I said, you're going to say Merry Christmas. They're all saying Merry Christmas again. We better move fast because that'll end also like everything else. Okay, so we did. He did convince us to go back to saying "Merry Christmas" instead of the godless and sinful "Happy Holidays" or whatever he won. So he won the war on Christmas. But now that he's gone, we will now turn around and re-win the war on Christmas. Is that what's going to happen? I'm having trouble keeping up with it, and I'm a 3 tour veteran of the war on Christmas. Okay, so I don't know what to expect. Now, in all sincerity, you know. I'm a godless heathen from way back, and I love Christmas. It, it It's wonderful. You know, who doesn't like gifts and chocolate-covered pretzels and pine trees and all that shit? Like, you know, Christmas is great. Even us uh, hell-bound sinners can appreciate Christmas, you know? But if we say happy holidays, fucking get over that, too. Not that big of a deal. This is one of the funniest recurring scandals that happens every year that, like, no one really cares about except the people who are so furious at us for ostensibly caring about it when really we don't. So having said that, up next, honorable mention for Daily Dumbass, Joe Biden for not realizing that really the Taliban, ta- really the Taliban, pretty good guys. You could totally have a beer with. Well, maybe not a beer, but you can get along with it. will make more sense as everything does after Donald Trump explains it. Matt. So we have brand new aircraft just out of the factory and it's sitting on the runways and our soldiers are fleeing and surrendering to guys with knives, good fighters, by the way, but guys with knives that I got along with very well. They understood they're not going to screw around. I almost used the F word. Good guys, good fighters. You know, Trump was just like this with them, you know, them, Kim Jong-un, Putin. uh, Trump is the only one who understands that really these these guys are just sweethearts you just sit down and have a talk with, you know, um, yeah, of course, you know, he's the ultimate American, the ultimate patriot, and yet buddy-buddy with the Taliban and made the deal that everybody hates now that Joe Biden followed through on it. And that's just sort of how it goes, isn't it? So we've seen some silly shit so far, but this this next one that we're about to watch, I, every now and then there's clips that we play in Dumbass that you're like, that I see and I think, okay, I know how stupid and ridiculous we are as a society right now, but is this real? And as far as I can tell, this is in fact real. So obviously we know ivermectin, big hot button uh, topic lately, and not everybody is uh, handling it all that well, but some people really have their heads around what's really going on with ivermectin and what's important for people to remember. For example, Minnesota gubernatorial candidate Scott Jensen, of course, a Republican, who had this to say about the whole thing. Buckle up for this clip, please. Go ahead, man. But if someone wants to sort of demean or diminish ivermectin, which they do on social media, I noticed. If someone wants to say, well, it's just a horse dewormer. Well, actually, it's not. It's a human dewormer, too. And if you think that's something to sneeze at, go get some worms and have them creep out of your anus at night, and you might wish you had some (laughs) ivermectin. There's a lot of you folks in here that don't remember the Scotch tape test. I remember it. I remember being about five years old and I remember mom laying me on my belly going to bed at night and she'd put a piece of scotch tape, doubled it around, stick it by my anus and said, we'll check it in the morning. And if we had worms on it, I had pinworms. And then I got treated. It's not so bad. What? I can't help but wonder if his staff I, this he's so uh, comfortable with this whole bit that I, I just can't wonder if his staff is sitting back there being like, oh, man, he's about to do the butthole worm tape thing again. Like, yeah, don't, we don't need to hear any candidates talking about anuses and with worms in them and scotch tape, I feel like. Uh, but I mean, hey, what are you going to do? It seems to be killing. Also, what does that have to do? With COVID-19, this sort of like argument has emerged, I feel like, from their side where ivermectin is concerned. First of all, he's like, they act like it's a horse dewormer. It's not. It's for people too. It's like, yeah, okay. It's also a horse dewormer. Like, it's both. There is a human version. That's never been denied by anyone on our side, which just a whole lot of people are taking the animal version, and either version is in no way proven to treat COVID effectively, which is what we're talking about. He goes on this whole thing implying this whole thing about scotch tape on buttholes with worms in them. And it's all meant to imply that we are the idiots for not appreciating the efficacy of ivermectin. But of course the context should be as a COVID treatment. No one's talking about your butthole worm. If you, if this was a butthole worm plague, and y'all were taking butthole wormer, no one would have a problem with any of that. It wouldn't be an issue, but it's not. It's a COVID plague, and you're taking horse butthole wormer, and that's why you're getting made fun of. Uh, and if you're wondering, are they still taking the horse pills? They are absolutely still taking the horse pills at an alarming rate, alarming if you are a veterinarian especially. That's right, There is a shortage of ivermectin in this godforsaken country right now, which is a very serious problem for our nation's veterinarians, ranchers, and farmers. They can't get the drug they do need for their, you know, horses and stuff, (laughs) pigs, other livestock, you name it, because mouth breathers are taking them to treat COVID. So, um, It's another one of those. And then they turn around and they say, it's none of our business. It's their personal choice. It's their, you know, once again, their body, their choice has become their favorite rallying cry, which is hilarious. But of course, there are reasons why that's not a valid argument. It's not just your body. It's not just your choice because it affects other living things, not just humans anymore, not just from clogging up the ICU with your stupidity. So if you get hit by a bus, you're fucked because, too many dipshits in your town don't believe in science but also now you're fucking over the poor little bunny rabbits too okay and hell snakes snakes get butthole worms apparently i didn't know that but it's true you know so it runs the gamut all right cute little bunnies all the way to snakes and everything in between are all being fucked over by their selfishness and yet they scream that their freedoms are the ones being infringed upon kill me please uh uh, anyway, so uh, let's see. What do we got next? Oh, I love this one. Next honorable mention. Um, any congressmen, people out there who are still living in the past and not communicating exclusively via memes? That's right. As always, large brain marge, uh, constant figure here at the SKUs, is on the very bleeding edge of communication as she uh, has her finger on the pulse of the internet, clearly, as you can see. In this clip right here. A simple meme that you would find on the Internet, but this meme is very real. The Green New Deal surprise is serves China and China only. You can go ahead and put number one up. So today talking about. so right after that, at the very end of that clip, he pulls up another meme that has like the president of China that says some silly shit on it, but so she seems to be doing an entire meme press conference. I assume there was one about Afghanistan that was conveyed via shocked Pikachu, something like that. I'm kind of surprised it took her this long to start communicating via memes since she is sort of like if the very worst parts of the internet were made flesh and given a seat in Congress. So, you know, I mean, this is how... This is how her biggest fans, this is how they operate, too. This is how they communicate on Facebook and such. You know, it's like they can't adequately express the uh, extent of their xenophobia without, like, a minion wearing a sombrero or something. This is how these people operate. So, I mean, I feel like it makes sense she's finally coming to them on their level here. But also, of course, so wonderful that she said, this is but a simple meme that one might find on the Internet. However, this meme is very real. How every meme is equal parts real and also made up because that's how memes are. What does that even mean? This meme is real. You know how many memes I can show you that are real and also very profoundly stupid? Almost all of them. And hey, look, I love a good meme, but our congress people using them in the chamber to uh to, to be xenophobic towards China and and the idea of socialism, not an ideal scenario, I think. Uh I also uh, I was actually on the Young Turks last Friday, and we covered that on there. And Cenk pointed out I wouldn't have picked it up. Otherwise, I'm just giving him credit. That is not the Chinese flag. That's the old Soviet Union flag. So not only is it profoundly stupid in concept, but also the execution was fucked up. Uh, so there's just—it's it's dumb all the way down, guys, where uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is concerned. Kim Shea 22 says— They definitely know their audience, the ones who think memes are sources of knowledge. Yeah, no, I I mean, I agree. Like, we're making fun of her because it deserves to be made fun of because, again, she's a fucking congressperson. It is absurd. But there is a kind of logic to it, in my opinion, when you think of who her target demographic is. That's the type of shit they eat up. That's that's how they express every opinion they have amongst themselves on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, I do kind of get it, but I'm still going to call it as stupid as it is. Uh, but it's it's taken off. It's a whole trend now in the halls of our nation's lawmakers. Uh, here's another example, if you don't believe me. The scenario reminds me of this popular meme of a guy playing Uno. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm filled with so much despair, generally, but you can't help but laugh at it. That's a uh, Iowa Senator Joni Ernst also talking about. Me and also, that this is a very popular meme. I never seen that meme. I'm, I look, I'm a meme connoisseur. Okay, and memes. I mean, I've seen the draw twenty five meme, but I'm just saying, don't try to tell me, don't try to tell me about popular memes. All right, Senator, what the fuck? Okay. Mark pointed out in the outline, he said, this is all further proof of his uh, ongoing theory that everything is just shit posting now. Like he's pointed out before, how he feels that like the end game for people is becoming like a personality or whatever, rather than a congressperson, you know, like. Killing it on conservative Instagram is more important than making laws or anything like that and getting it, you know, getting on that speaking circuit or and and podcast appearances and being on that Ben Shapiro tip or whatever you want to call it is really the end game for a lot of these people. And I feel like he's on to something with that. But moving on, our next uh, Daily Dumbass nominee here, uh, Butter Lettuce for deciding to go down with Dr. Fauci's sinking ship. That's right. They've wrapped, they've roped Butter Lettuce into the whole to the whole COVID lie. What the fuck am I talking about? I barely know. But here's Michael Flynn to say it plainly. I mean, I, I got to put, you know, somebody sent me a thing this morning where they're talking about putting the vaccine into salad dressing or salads. Have you seen this? Yes. Have you seen this? I mean, it's, and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, th- th- I'm, this is the bizarre world, right? This is definitely the bizarre world. So there's the seriousness of what this, what this professional realized he was doing wrong. And he and he's now, you know, he's found a new way. And then there's the there's just the laughability on the other extreme that people are. I mean, these people are seriously thinking about how to impose their will on us uh, in, in our society. And it's and it's Take had, away it your to choice. Stop. they know. Exactly. About- OK, so first of all, I feel like when he said they're putting it in salad dressings, you heard about this? And that other lunatic goes, yes, I don't feel like he's heard about that. Uh, which is funny to me. But also, you know, I got to say here, obviously this is ludicrous, but I feel like when you think about all the people that are very fervently opposed to taking the COVID vaccine, if we could lace ranch dressing, with, now not the salad part, it, the salads, that's not that's not an ideal vehicle for these people, obviously. But ranch dressing, though, I think we could be on to something with that. Again, not for salads. Dip pizzas in it, chicken nuggets, french fries, things, you know, fucking cinnamon sticks, probably. You name it. And listen, I drink ranch dressing through a straw. I am trash, so I'm allowed to say this. But, yeah. Uh, ranch dressing would make a good covert vehicle for distributing these, uh, these vaccines sort of under the radar, I think. So we might ought to get, I mean, Michael Flynn might be on to something here, but again, not the salad part not, they're, they're not going to eat salads. Uh, Carly Rankin-Yates said, we just have to put it in the horse dewormer. Yeah, that's true. We could do that too. Although it seems like they've already taken up all the good horse pills out there, but, uh, yeah, that's so, you know, it's we've talked about it on the show. It's been pointed out a million times, but it's so funny that they they act like, um, Christy Van Hoff says Dr. Pepper and sweet tea, y'all. Yeah, any of those would be good vehicles because, as I was about to say, they, um, they act like, you know, we don't know what's in these vaccines yet. And again, it's like you don't know, you don't know what's in anything, not just the things you consume, but anything. You don't know what's in nothing, <laughs> any of the like, um lauren bobert was trying to make some point about taking tylenol she's like i took tylenol so now if the rest of the world could take their tylenol so my tylenol would work that would be great as if any of that really makes any sense because a tylenol is not a vaccine vaccines are not uh pain medicine two completely different things of course they work differently and b um she don't know what's in Tylenol. You ta- As Chris Rock said, you take a whole bottle, it'll be your last headache. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, we all know we could trust Tylenol. People overdose on Tylenol all the time. You just got to not be an idiot about it. But they're an idiot about everything. And not to mention the myriad vaccines they've all had over the course of their lives and never thought twice about. So, yeah. Bryant Mitchell says, put it in salt, just salt. Yeah. Any of this stuff. They got enough salt. uh, to run all of the McDonald's in the world for the next 50 years, just coming out of their mouth and persons at any given time. But they don't stop them from consuming it en masse, does it? All right. Uh, speaking of vaccines, our next Daily Dumbass nominee here, Hawaiian travel cops for not being aware of the uh, famous and very reputable life-saving vaccine from Maderna, not Moderna, Maderna. That's right. Put up the screen grab there, Matt. A Illinois woman was arrested for using a fake COVID-19 vaccination card. She was caught for a few reasons, primarily because she misspelled Moderna on the card. Also, because it said she's from Illinois. She did this to get into Hawaii, by the way. That's why she had this fake card. She misspelled Moderna. She put that she got the vaccine in Delaware when she lives in Illinois And according to the card, the vaccine was administered by a Corporal Wolf. So I don't know how they sniffed that whole thing out. Seems pretty airtight to me. But alas, she was caught. So and also now apparently she's like on the run from this, the whole thing is is a misdemeanor. She was caught and charged with a misdemeanor, but she has like skipped out on her court hearing. And now she's on the lam, apparently, uh, on the lam with Corporal Wolf somewhere. And, you know, she ain't exactly that guy that killed Gabby Petito. But I don't feel good about her odds of escaping justice in the long term, given the way she's gone about approaching it so far. OK, next up. This poor old 70 year old woman here for thinking she could fuck around and keep Christy Nome's daughter out of the real estate business and not find out. That's right. Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota, where producer Matt is from. He's a huge fan. That's not at all true. Um, but yeah, she so her daughter applied to be real estate to get a real estate license in South Dakota. It was denied, I assume, for valid reasons. So Christy Nome called the uh, the agency worker into her office personally. And then right after that, the girl's license was uh, she was given a license. Not and not to be satisfied with that. The Nome administration then demanded that that 70 year old lady retire from her position at the agency. So, yeah, nothing Super shitty and nepotistic going on there. But, uh, Christy Nome, you know, she's been featured on here before. She tries to shoot COVID with a shotgun. Remember that? She's like, this is what we do in South Dakota when COVID comes around and she just, like, shoots a bird. I think it was skeet, but either way, she shot at it. Um, so, yeah, she's a real card. Uh, also got all them bikers killed at Sturgis uh, by letting them just go up there and COVID it up. But, um, anyway, yeah. Nothing overtly corrupt about that whole situation, is there? So let's see. What do we got next? Oh, yeah. Next up on the Daily Dumbass list, Ron DeSantis, for not thinking that he'd get caught up in his new Surgeon General's anti-demon sperm policy. What? Yeah. So here's what, what happened was. Ron DeSantis, the ever popular Florida governor who doesn't at all contribute to countless deaths of his own constituents, just appointed a new Surgeon General for the state of Florida. And and uh, that person is a known uh, uh, associate. Of the famous demon sperm doctor lady from the viral video at the beginning of the pandemic where they had that lady talking about how you could take hydroxychloroquine or whatever, and you didn't have to wear a mask, and Trump put her up to this and everything. And then it turns out she also runs a church and tells people that uh, that demons are having sex with people, and that's where unwanted pregnancies come from, or some such as that. Remember that lady? Just, just a real page of a Dr. Well, Joseph Ladapo or Ledapo, is uh, was in a 43 minute viral video with her as part of America's frontline doctors, none of whom were epidemiologists or immunologists qualified to speak on infectious diseases, but that didn't stop them from doing it. And now that guy is the Surgeon General of Florida, which I mean, again, you know, you can't act like it doesn't fit with everything that's going on in Florida right now. And with DeSantis Gilbert DeReese Teresa, sorry, Gilbert, says, oh, I forgot about Damon Sperm, my new favorite punk band name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. You know, there are some uses for it. Um, But yeah, I mean, again, it doesn't not fit that the Surgeon General for the state of Florida is associated with Damon Sperm. You know what I mean? Uh, Matt, you got that... uh, those uh, shirts that DeSantis is, is selling, you have those, you put those up there. It says DeSantis 2024, make America Florida. Yeah, that's what the rest of us have been clamoring for, not for it to just drift into the ocean, but for all of the country to become Florida. We all just feel like it could be a little, a little more messy and insane around these parts because, you know, that's not what we got going on in 2021 at all. Um Matt has pointed out that these are actually connected to the streaming service, so let's just go ahead and talk about that. There's an exciting new streaming service out there, guys. Uh, It's for conservative Zoomers, Gen Z conservatives. It's called TIA, which stands for, I shit you not, today is America, that's right. Yesterday was, I don't know, China, I guess, tomorrow, Could be Russia, but today is America, and you can too. I love the names they come up with for this shit. Like it just, it's like some sort of, you know, eagle mad lib or something. They just pick words like freedom, America, patriot, um, Jesus is probably in there, stars, stripes, flag, eagle. Uh, any of these things, and they just sort of jumble them up. You know, the Patriot America Now Foundation or the Freedom Fighters of American Patriotism Coalition. Like, it's always some shit like that. But they could at least work a little harder on making it not sound completely stupid when you say it out loud. But, hey, that's not really the business they're in, is it? But, yeah, today is America with uh, put up that other the other picture, put it back up there of the programs they got on their maps. We can cover a couple of those. So, look on the right, you got Firefight hosted by Gunnar Thorderson. Yeah, that guy's. How, how you gonna how you gonna argue with a guy named Gunnar Thorderson, right? With that haircut. And then we got Cup of Joe. I don't know if y'all can see it, but the uh, the law, the slogan for Cup of Joe in the middle there is politically right, not correct. Which is also funny because they're I obviously I get what they're trying to do. We don't care about being politically correct here, but they literally objectively are saying we are not correct about the things that we say. Um, and then you got Morgan's minute things to know in a minute or less. I'm sure that's utterly riveting, but um this is, seems to be another like Turning Point USA type of grift they're trying to pull off here. It has a flagship TikTok account connected to it that is named, again, not joking here, Republican Hype House. Yeah, because nobody gets hype like young Republicans. Anybody who's been to college can tell you all the hypest parties were always at the uh, right after the young Republicans meeting. <laughs> Republican House house. Oh, I say again, everything is a nightmare. Okay, so let's try to get into the main story here as best as I'm capable of doing so. Congress, they suck. All right, moving on. No, so there's a lot going on right now in Congress. Um, so there's the bipartisan infrastructure bill, right? It's about a trillion dollars. It's popular with pretty much everybody, roads and bridges and shit like that. Then there's a three and a half trillion dollar reconciliation bill, which is like a social infrastructure, daycare, community college, things like that. The the former, the the bipartisan infrastructure bill seemed to be in no real danger. But the reconciliation bill may not pass because of assholes, uh, primary whatever assholes, number one and number two. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, right? Not news that's been going on for a while. They just are refusing to do shit because that's not their job, you know, as Congress people to do shit. Their job is to keep shit from being done. At least that's how they seem to see it. They say uh, not only will they not vote to get rid of the filibuster, which would allow the Democrats to do a lot more stuff, but they also are not going to support this bill, the reconciliation bill. Why? I don't know. The real reason why is because their wealthy donors don't want them to. And it's pretty transparent. Cinema, literally today or yesterday, one, held a fundraiser with five big lobbyist organizations who are um, overtly opposed to this legislation. So they're not even really trying to hide what's actually going on. But when you ask them why, whether they not support it, they just say things like, ah, oh, we need to, you know, We need to take some more time because that's what Congress needs is more time to sit around and not do shit. D. Riley from YouTube says corporate dams rally around corporate donors. Mainstream media loves it. Yeah, that's 100 percent what's going on. But so because of that, the progressives in Congress, the progressive caucus are taking a hard line right now saying they will not pass the popular and bipartisan infrastructure bill until and unless we could figure out the larger and to them more important reconciliation bill. So I said, I'm legislature dumb. I don't know exactly how to feel about all this. Part of me is loving the fact that you have uh, progressives, you know, doing a thing like be like taking a fucking stance. You know what I mean? For once and not just like getting rolled over and really trying to use some leverage and and taking a hard line. Like part of me is like, hell yeah, fucking a, but the other part of me worries that just what will ultimately happen with all this is that it will all get fucked up because you know, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, that would be great too. And it just, I've just, I'm battered by years of being an American and seeing our Congress, whoever's in power, not do shit about fuck. You know, uh, I don't want to like, I don't want to get too pretentious or like high minded here, but they don't do shit about fuck ever. And I can't help but worry that that's what's going to end up happening with all this, too, is it's all just going to get torpedoed and not amount to a damn thing. But I do support them, you know, trying to force the other side's hands. And as far as the Republicans go, they basically stepped back and said we're not doing shit. So, you know. More of the same for them. What else is new? But it's they're trying to give the Democrats enough rope to hang themselves, basically, and it all kind of hinges on Mansion and Cinema. If they weren't fucking around, none of this would be a problem in all likelihood. Uh, on that note, so I want to talk a little bit more about Kirsten Cinema for a second because I didn't know this. So first of all, and I swear I'm not doing this just to plug my Patreon. I swear I'm not. It'll make sense in a minute. But as I've mentioned before, I have a Patreon, patreoncom router. One of the things I do is I. Review a different congress, a different U.S. politician every week, right? And this week, for the first time, because I've been doing it for like eight or nine weeks or something, this week for the first time, I did a Democrat, and it was Kirsten Cinema, as luck would have it. And so, in doing that, I found out some stuff that I didn't know about Kirsten Cinema, and I'm sure a lot of y'all do, but I'm sure a lot of y'all don't already know this, and that is that Kirsten Cinema used to be pretty fucking different. She's been in politics at some level for almost 20 years now. She first ran as an independent back in the really early aughts in Arizona. And you might hear that and you think, well, yeah, that makes sense that she would be an independent because hell, she's barely a Democrat now. But it actually was in the opposite direction. She was arguably way too progressive for the early aughts Democratic Party. She was pretty legitimately hardcore back then. She was on the record as talking as talking about the evils of capitalism and how until the average American wakes up and realizes that they're being fucked by the system, I'm paraphrasing here, then capitalism will always reign supreme. She publicly shit on Joe Lieberman, who was running at the time, for courting Republican support. She was like, he says he's a Democrat, but he wants Republican. He seems to, you know, care about Republicans liking him. What kind of bullshit is that? Again, I'm paraphrasing. But these are all real things she said. She was extremely anti-war, not just the war in Iraq, but the war in Afghanistan, too. Um See, Michelle Sparks says she followed the cash. Yes, you're getting ahead of me, but we all know that part already. But yeah, that's 100% what happened. But back then... She was anti the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan. She said publicly she didn't blame people over there for joining the Taliban because we were essentially terrorizing them. And I mean, again, think back to the fucking the climate at the time and what happened with the Dixie Chicks and everything. Like if you so much as insinuated that maybe just maybe we shouldn't carpet bomb an entire region based on the whims of Dick Cheney, then, you know, you were crucified as being anti-American. I mean, that's how it was. Like I said, look what happened with the Dixie Chicks. So like. This shit she was doing, and she wasn't, she didn't have a high profile or nothing, but still, she was in politics in Arizona. This shit was pretty legitimately hardcore. And she came out as bisexual in 2005, was openly in favor of gay marriage and all that stuff. She supported the DREAM Act, was, you know, good on immigration, all that stuff. She called herself the most progressive person in the Arizona state legislature. And it seems like that was all true, which, of course... All just serves to make it so much more profoundly disappointing what is going on with her now. But as the commenter said earlier, and as again, we already are all already very much aware, money talks, you know, you get corrupted at a certain point, and it's just, you know, it's like it's kind of like she was like, Oh, capitalism sucks, but then capitalism's like, you know, we'll give you a shitload of money for not thinking that. And she was like, Oh, really? Shit, okay, capitalism's great. You know, like, it's just a different story when you start getting your own pockets lined, I guess, if you're lacking in integrity. But my point is, I just all I really I did not realize cinema's origin story, which I think makes her current situation a lot shittier to, to think about and uh, and to be experiencing. That's what that, that's it. Joe Manchin's always kind of been uh, that old school, like corporate Democrat type of uh Shitbag, as far as I'm aware, but Kirsten Cinema, though, not the case. She uh, she lost her fucking way somewhere, somewhere along the uh, the dotted line, so to speak. So okay, where was I at? Oh yeah, Congress. There's also the debt ceiling, right? Which is like to me some fucking made up Harry Potter money shit. I don't even know. I, I, I like the way I understand it. Me and producer Matt talked about before the show, and I'm you know this gets brought up every few years. It's like it's kind of a made up procedural thing that Congress can just do. They just agree to fix it and then it's fixed. But if they don't fix it, it will have real world ramifications and problems And the Republicans are refusing to go along with it. And uh, Schumer's trying to force the Republicans to vote no on the debt ceiling, even though the Democrats might be able to raise it themselves. But who the fuck knows what's going to happen with that? And it's just all everything in Congress right now, weirdly and, you know, differing from the norm, seems to be a complete shit show at present. So, yeah, it's just not very uh, encouraging, to say the least. So, Apparently, at about 4.15 Pacific time today, the Senate announced a plan to fund the government until December that they're hoping to vote on this Thursday. So we'll see. Amanda Montgomery Future says the GOP ran up the credit card bills, and now when the Democrats are asked to pay the bills, the GOP wants to dine and dash. Yes, that's 100% the case. They're like And they try to act like it's the Democrats' fault, like that the Democrats are the ones holding the government hostage somehow, even though they're the ones that... Uh, refuse to come to the table on it. But again, you know, that's just more of the same coming from them. Okay. I spent a little bit of time talking about the the open-faced mouth breathers among us, the anti-vaxxers out there. First, we got a kind of a funny one. So this is in uh, Noted Bastion of Progressivism, Staten Island. (laughs) This happened. If you have that clip, just show it, Matt. These are a bunch of... Okay, so yeah, that's a bunch of anti-vaxxers at a food hall or food court or whatever in Staten Island that was supposed to be vaccin- vaccine only vaccinated people only. But the thing is, there's no like security checkpoint. They don't have to pre- there's just a sign that says please be vaccinated or whatever. So they're basically there chanting and screaming at a sign to prove their point. Also a thing that I thought when I saw this is like I love how so many of their protests seem to center around getting fatter. Like if they can include eating food into the protest, the point they're trying to make, then that's really going to get drive the turnout up. And of course I'm primarily thinking of the big uh, Chick-fil-A thing from a few years ago where they were just all lining up around the block to get, to get diabetes for Jesus, you know, to stick it to the gays or whatever the hell. But anytime that like, protecting their freedoms can also align with raising their cholesterol. They're all for it. And um, on that note, there's another uh, there's another clip from this same event where they are really much more articulately expressing their thoughts and stances on the matter that really illuminates it and also kind of gives you a good idea if you sort of take in these people and like really look at and study them, you get a a, a nice snapshot of the type of person we're dealing with out here. But yeah, they really kind of lay out their positions eloquently in this next clip. I think Matt, if you can play that one, he says it's loading 10 seconds, five seconds. I didn't have to do the countdown. I'm going, you're going to see it here in just a second. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I really hope that it actually does play after I've done this. Producer Matt, we good? Am I all alone? Am I talking into the void? Is everything over? What's happened? Inspiring stuff, that is. That's Staten Island's finest coming out there. You know, it's like I always, part of me, at this point, I'm very well aware of this fact. But for a long time, I was always kind of perversely encouraged when I would see clips like this because I'd be like, okay, all right it's not just us. And by us, I mean the South, you know, like <laughs> these people are everywhere and they're just Staten Island seems to be just eat up with them. Uh, as I understand it, that's kind of a whole thing in Staten Island. I know not everybody in Staten Island. I know I'm just, I'm just saying, okay, so that one's a little more fun than this next one, but this next one deserves or is uh, worthy of being seen. I think, uh, other news on the anti-vax front. Um, They seem to be now just actively killing each other, it seems like. Uh, This clip is pretty fucked up, in my opinion. This is an anti-vaxxer somehow has convinced this uh, old man that his doctors are trying to fuck him over and that he should leave the hospital. uh, Matt's got a, uh, a clip of this, so let's watch it, Matt, if you haven't. Very difficult disease what you have. And uh, I'm not lying to you. You could die. But this would be your best chance in the hospital and getting the oxygen and getting the support we're giving to you. Joe. It will be your choice. Last night, they were going to bring you an issue. We refused. So why? Your oxygen is 98%. These people, they are lying. So we go home now, my friend. Because that's your last chance. Think about this. Are you his wife? Yes, yeah, I want to think about this. You're endangering his life. It's OK. And it's better if you die in the house. Than, it's better if you die in the house than dying here. Um, um, he's going to die with us. Joseph, I think you're very ill. I need to stay in the hospital. And it's your choice. But I think I think Joe, he's not telling you. He's not advising come on, you correctly there. Yeah. We have the people that pick you up. Come okay. on, my friend. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. yes please okay. Okay. yeah uh, please think about think about think? <clears throat> yeah so that uh, gentleman later died he is now dead his wife um, his wife came out and said that she did not consent to or support that decision. And she encouraged everybody else to actually listen to their doctors and he had been misled by assholes like this guy. Apparently at his funeral, a bunch more of these assholes showed up refusing to wear masks, mask, proving what point I do not know, but I don't know. I mean, shit like that. I mean, that should be illegal. I'm, you know, I'm law dumb too, but that dude is directly responsible for that other guy. Dying, and he provided his own video evidence of this fact. Uh, but I'm sure there will be no repercussions for it. But these people are just really taking it to another. I mean, he literally says at one point, "That's okay if he dies. At least he'll die at home." It's like, yeah, or he can maybe just not die. And that that doctor, man, I I do not know how these medical professionals have the fucking willpower. <laughs> and the patience to put up with this shit every day for over 18 months now. And it ain't letting up anytime soon. And my heart just goes out to all of them because my God, you deserve so much better. And it's a truly horrific situation. So on that very fun and light note, let's uh, Matt, will you start putting up some more comments for me while you're looking through them? I'll make a couple of announcements slash reminders. Um, One is as you well, we will you can go to weekly skews.com and check out the shirts that producer Matt had made, pick you one up. That'd be super cool. Yeah, there you go. Um, and the other one is, and I'll post about this as we get closer to it. I will re remind y'all. Um, but so I was uh, shitting on smart Mark earlier for having work to do. Obviously I was just kidding, but next week um, some of y'all may have seen, me and Corey and Drew, we did some sketches for Comedy Central Digital, the one about the the hipster restaurant ripping off rednecks and the guys in the bar and the War on Christmas sketches, whatnot. Well, we are filming some more of those, and we're filming them next week. We're pretty excited about it. But one of the shoot days is Tuesday. I'll be there all day up to and beyond your normal SKUs time. So for the first time in a very long time next week, SKUs will be taking one week off, we'll be back the week after that. You know, we've been doing this for over a year now. And other than when transformers explode in my neighborhood or my Wi-Fi just inexplicably stops working, which happened a couple of times. Never before have missed one, but I will be missing next week. And I told Mark, I was like, you know, you can do it without me if you want, or we can just skip it. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, we'll just skip it. <laughs> we, you know, I don't blame him. That's fine. But yeah, so again, I'll remind everybody later in the week, but we there will be no weekly SKUs next tuesday but we will be back with smart mark in tow the next week right after that cold toe says i got my last i got my shirt last friday good quality and i love it yes uh i'll shout them out that's from a company called port merch port merchandise in raleigh north carolina my buddy chip runs them and it's a phenomenal um merch supplier and their stuff is always of the highest quality so yeah they rule and you rule cold toes for getting you one we appreciate it also i haven't been able because hang on Mike, producer Matt's name should be on the shirts. Thank you for all you do behind the scenes to bring us a great show, Matt. That's Matt giving himself some shine there, but he deserves it. You, that was a good call, Matt. You should, you should give yourself a shout out every now and then or highlight the shout outs you receive. Couldn't do any of that producer Matt and he didn't put his own name on the shirt. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking there. Um, uh anyway without smart mark i normally i try to kind of keep an eye on comments a little bit like while mark is talking obviously i haven't done that tonight but i'm looking at myself on here now and i don't know if anybody's wondering what this shirt is about but this is a heavy metal band called sabaton by the way uh they do like historical metal so they sing about battles and war and stuff and it's just it goes real hard and uh i recommend it i know that has nothing to do with anything but i figure at least some people might be curious what i was wearing here also i'm just trying i'm just kind of babbling and rambling right now killing time until matt throws something else up there for me to respond to uh yeah so we'll just we'll see how that goes let me see. i'll see if i can also start looking through them now that i'm not actively covering um great work matt i agree Good job, producer Matt, getting all kinds of love over here. Todd Grisby says, need you in Manly, Central California, not Sissy, NorCal, or Eureka. All right. No, you got Okay, that's fine. Much more manly in Central California where y'all got all them almonds and stuff. I don't know much about what's going on out there, but but yeah. Also, I don't know what's in Central California. I'm sorry. We talking about like Fresno or something. Um, Anyway. I'll come wherever I can come, baby. Um, but yeah, we get to we get to wherever we can, uh, whenever we can. Uh, yeah, I, I should. I guess I should probably reiterate this because I only said it at the beginning of the show, and other people show up as the show goes on. Mark is totally fine. Mark, we've mentioned before. Mark's a former journalist and current comedy writer. Mark writes on a like a, like a topical show. I don't know. I'm not going to explain his the show he works on or his job in his absence. He can talk about it next week if he wants to, but they had a shift in their schedule. And so he had to be at work at this time when he normally isn't. That's all that happens. It may happen again in the future, but it, w- it will not be every week. He will mostly be here, but yeah, he's completely fine. No illness, no emergency, nothing like that. A lot of people asking where Marcus so I'm glad I saw that and brought it back up. Uh, Let's see here. Chilton Cabot Jarrett says, I feel like ranch dressing stock will plummet after this show. Nothing. No, never. Ranch dressing is a strong, strong performer. Ranch dressing ain't going nowhere. Uh, favorite Sabaton song slash album tray from D Um, seven. Um, this is a, uh, a cheap, cheap response, maybe because it's uh, related to my own very, Uh, clear bias, but there's a song called 82nd All the Way, which is about Sergeant York, and the chorus is like, they you know, they talk about him being a hero from Tennessee and shit, and just kicking ass and taking names in World War I, so it just, uh, it speaks to me. That's probably my favorite, but they got a whole lot of good jams. Michael Gilbert says, a butthole worm tape shirt would be cool. Yeah, you think that, Michael. I don't know how many people want butthole worms invoked on the front of their clothing but hey i'm i'm all for it we will in the future we do need to like keep an eye or like try to keep track of things that could make actual like shirt slogans and whatnot susan lewis says we miss you in buffalo trey hurry back love buffalo love any of the uh um my like blue collar cities like that yeah and um one time we drove from pittsburgh to buffalo in december and that's the closest we have ever come to just giving up and canceling a show because a blizzard showed up and the three of us are all from the South and it was fucking terrifying. Like, I'm serious. We came this close to pulling off the side of the road and calling them and being like, we ain't make it. I guess we're sleeping in our car tonight because we don't know what the hell all this is. But we survived and got it done. Valerie Elliott says, Indianapolis, been to India multiple times too and we will be back. Um, let's see. Oh, God damn it. Thank you so much, Mia Johnson Music. Everybody hit the like button. Once again, last week was the first time I ever said it because one of y'all told me to say it. Yes, like and subscribe and all that Internet stuff. Please do that. I've got to get better about saying that myself. So thank you for reminding me of that, Mia. Richard Clement Sr. says you coming to Detroit. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've been to Detroit. And again, I'm sure we'll be back in the future. We're working through after 18 months off. We haven't been anywhere soon except for the like five cities we've been recently. So there's a whole lot of, you know, things we got to work through logistically, but we will, um, we will get back up that away. Let's see. Blue cheese, not ranch, says Jack Lewis. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you're talking, we're going back to Buffalo's contribution to the culinary arts, the Buffalo wings, then hell yeah, blue cheese and not ranch. Otherwise, it's, it depends on the situation for me. I'm a huge fan of both of them. Um, let's see. So my Patricia Palumbo says, come to Vermont sometime. The Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington is an awesome club. We've been there twice, I think, and I can't wait to come back. Love Vermont. Love Wisconsin, too. Yes. Seattle, being will be in Seattle November 6th, I believe it is, at uh, Neptune Theater. And so yeah, go to wellreadcomedy.com and come and see us. I believe producer Matt will be at that show. Not he ain't gonna he ain't gonna do a set or nothing, <laughs> but he'll he'll be there hanging out. Um let's see. Buffalo has snow. Somebody says love you and Raleigh. Thank you guys very much. Um da, 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 da. A lot of questions on cities. I promise if you live in like a a city, we will um, attempt to come through. We've at this point, after five years of touring, well, except for the last 18 months, obviously, we've been to most places and we'll be back at some point. Uh, somebody says Chicago, Chicago, January 16th. I believe it is at Talia Hall. Been there before. Love it. Come on back. Washington Pavilion in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We've never been to Sioux Falls, and we should. We've been to Fargo, North Dakota. Got maced in Fargo. That was fun, not on purpose. Somebody maced uh, somebody else in the hotel in Fargo. Just Fargo stuff, I guess. I don't know. And we got off the we got off the elevator, holding our pizza after the show. Right after someone else got maced, and we like walked right into it. And let me tell you. Not a pleasant experience, but now whenever I think of Fargo, I think of getting most. Uh The Dark Canuck says Canada, ka, 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 ka. Love Canada, only been to the Western side, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. Would love to get back to there and also over in some of them Eastern parts. Like I've never been to Toronto, would love to do that. Um, Let's see. Yeah. Somebody said Canada still doesn't want Americans. And I, you know, can't blame them. That is another factor. Actually, now I think about it right before the world ended. We were supposed to be going to Vancouver and then that got canceled for obvious reasons. And I don't think ever got put back up probably for those same reasons. Okay, let's see. Um, Somebody said, but did you drop the pizza? No, of course not. We kept that under control. Uh, It was weird. A guy ran by us onto the elevator holding like a shirt around his face that had blood all over it and stuff. And there were people, it wasn't a cop that made somebody it was people in an altercation and somebody got punished and somebody else got maced. And then we just bumble fucked our way out right into the middle of it and started hacking and coughing and Corey threw up and it was, it was a whole thing. Um, but we survived, we survived our Fargo experience. Um, let's see here. Floor spice pizza, yum. We didn't drop the pizza, we would never drop the pizza. Melissa Ann says sounds like Fargo. LOL, yeah, again, it's my only experience there, but it is uh, it's it's again, anytime Fargo ever gets brought up, that's what I say because it's true. I got most in Fargo, that's fun, and people generally don't seem all that surprised when I say it, so yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Okay, listen, uh, you know what? Somebody said, How was the show? If you mean in Fargo, the show was great, um, okay. Thank you all very much. I appreciate it. I know it's a couple of minutes early, but we're still going to go ahead and call it just because you go to wellreadcomedy.com for tickets and I'll we'll come to your city soon. If we're not coming there right around the corner, we hope you come out and see us again. If you're vaccinated, go to weekly get that shirt. If you want to see me talk more in depth about Kirsten cinema and any of these other assholes running the show out here, you go to patreoncom slash Trey Crowder and holler at that. Mark, oh, and lastly, again, we will not be here next week, but we will be back right after that and I will remind you of that fact as we get closer and Mark will be with me when we return in two weeks' time. Thank you all very much. Love you like chicken. See you, bye.